Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It is day three of our coverage here in Scottsdale, Arizona, once again, at the home of the San Francisco Giants Spring Training one of the great stadiums that you'll uh, be able to have some fun with here if you come out to Old Scottsdale. Pitchers and catchers reporting here with the Giants. We got baseball, we got football, we got basketball. Got a lot, a lot to cover here. Come on in, stay a while. 877 3DP Show, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Operator Tyler is standing by to take your phone calls. Dan Orlovsky, the popular analyst from the mothership, will join us coming up here in a little bit. Rich Eisen, popular host of the NFL Network, and uh, Debo Samuel, the Niners wide receiver. Brian Cranston will stop by, as will Peter King from NBC Sports. Your phone call is always welcome. We'll come up with a play of the day, poll question, stat of the day as well. Stat of the day brought to you as always by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, unlock your potential. We will be giving away the Sprinter van that Seton and the French Kid drove cross-country. That will be on Friday. Apparently, we need to clean it out a little more, too, because <laughs> some people yesterday when they came, they were like, hey, you guys realize there's like a whole bunch of drinks in there still? <laughs> Old coffee? <laughs> What's it smell like in there? Uh, I think okay. Okay. But we might want to air it out a little bit. Okay. Well, we'll we'll do our best to clean it up, and uh, we'll announce that on Friday at the end of the show. We'll be giving away the uh, Sprinter van. Big night last night. LeBron James, was he going to surpass Kareem? It was a matter of time. Uh, either it was going to be la- uh, last night or it was going to be Thursday. LeBron goes for 38 as uh, the Lakers pick up the win. He passes Kareem on the all-time scoring list. He did it in uh, fewer 100. 100- 50 fewer games than Kareem did, but uh, it really came down. He felt like he was um, going to get it in the first quarter, very aggressive in the first quarter, and then all of a sudden I thought, it's probably not going to happen. And then he went off in the third quarter, and this is what it sounded like when he broke the record. LeBron has it 15 feet away from the goal. LeBron for the record! see the relief on his face you can see the relief on his face the weight off his shoulders all time there's never ever been a player that's laced him up that has scored more points than LeBron James the first thing I thought of when the ball went through the hoop Man, I'd hate to have tickets to the Bucks lakers game on Thursday oh. night. I did. I oh, was no. like, oh, man. Because I thought that it was going to be stretched out a little bit. You know, he'd end up with 29, and then he'd break the record, you know, sometime in the first quarter on Thursday night. He is the only player in NBA history to be the all-time leader in points per game for three different franchises. He didn't back into the record. And here's one of those... We normally have conversations, we have dialogue, we have opinions about LeBron James, where he stands, if it's Jordan, if it's Bill Russell, whoever else you want to throw in there. This is different. This is an opinion. 
This is fact. And if you can't take 10 minutes out of your day or last night to just appreciate what you saw, then it's on you. Not LeBron Bron James. You know, this is, you, you can dislike him today if you want to, but take 10 minutes just to appreciate what he did. This is greatness from start to finish. And when you realize that he basically took the hype and went past the hype when he was 15 or 16 years of age. Impossible to do, but he did it. And he did it in convincing style. He didn't back into the record. He scored at least 30 points in 10 of the 17 games since turning 38. But this was a wonderful moment for LeBron, and it was uh, fitting. Kareem was there, and uh, here is LeBron after the game. I know a lot of people wanted me to go to the sky hook to break the record or, or one of my signature dunks. Uh, but my favorite was the signature play as well, and uh, I was able to get it, and, and um, it touched nothing but the bottom of the net. And that was uh, that was pretty cool. Oh, I think that's a shout out to me. I, uh, nothing but the bottom of the net. That's but, a homage to you. Uh, thank you, LeBron. Wow. I appreciate that. I'll take that. <laughs> Whether he meant all that, day. I'll take that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. So. Uh, Everybody will have their opinion. I'm sure we have a poll question that uh, is attached to this, Seton O'Connor. We have a hot poll question, okay. Dan. I'm going to throw it over to Paul. All okay. right. Dan, there's a lot of debate. You know, LeBron is the greatest of all time. People love to battle this. Is he, what is he? Is LeBron James the greatest score, the leading scorer in NBA history? Is LeBron James the leading scorer in NBA history? Yes or no? He actually is, but we're going to still keep no out oh, there for people okay. who still don't believe it. Okay. He played in this era that he can't. Yeah, back when Jordan played, you could put your uh, hands on him as far more physical. You know, Kareem had to deal with travel. I mean, I've heard everything with this. LeBron, LeBron in my opinion, is the greatest basketball player of all time. Look at the entire resume, everything he's done start to finish. Uh, he took over a team at 19. He, you know, he's, every team he's been on, he's been the leader. And he's taking over a team now at his age, 38. That, these things don't happen. And he's doing it at a, a, a high usage rate. And he's carrying this team. But uh, you'll have the deniers there. You'll have people who will have an asterisk by this, I guess. But LeBron James uh, has, has done what we thought was impossible. And I remember when Kareem broke the record, I didn't react in a way because that was in the early 80s. And, and I understood the magnitude of it, but... You know, I just didn't think. It was like, okay, he beat Will Chamberlain's all-time record. You know, at the time, you probably thought nobody's going to break Will's all-time record. But when Kareem did it in Vegas with the skyhook over Mark Eaton, I went, okay. But I, it was almost like a fait accompli. And the same with this, as he kept getting closer and closer and closer. And then I thought, where does he rank in the all-time list as far as assists, steals, rebounds, points per game, all-time points, you know, He's there. There's nobody who touches him when it comes to a guy who came in as a... Remember when he first came in? I remember having a scout. I think his first game might have been against Sacramento. And I, a scout was there. And I said, what'd you think? And he goes, uh, he's got to learn to shoot. And I go, well, what do you mean? He goes, no, he can handle. He loves to pass. But he's if he's going to be the, the go-to guy, he's got to want to shoot those shots. First couple of years, that was the knock. Oh, he doesn't want to take the shot. Then all of a sudden, he blew past that stop sign, and now we nitpick. He's not a great shooter. Imagine not being a great shooter, but being the all-time scorer. Imagine if he could shoot, but he's going to be there, you know, maybe top four, top three in assists. I don't know how long he's going to play, 
But watching him last night, if I said who's the 38-year-old on the floor, it wouldn't have been him. That's for sure. Thomas Bryant. <laughs> you know the name name. Yeah. But it, you know, I liked that his kids were there and the, you know, they're they're videotaping this and uh, I think one of his sons says, "Hey dad, look at the video I got." And if I'm LeBron, I'm going, "Yeah, 20,000 other people got the same video you got." But you know, they were there courtside. He does walk over to his kids and go, basically, you want me to do it right now? And he came back out in the third quarter. I thought he was going to rest for a little while longer. And I think he probably just said to Darvin Ham, nope, let's go. I'm going out. Let's get it done. And you could see the sense of relief there. Kareem being there, I hope pre- uh, people who didn't get a chance to see him at least get acclimated with his greatness because Kareem, to me, is one of the more underrated players in the history of the sport. Greatest college basketball player of all time. And uh, I know if Kareem had gone to the pros when he was 19 years of age, didn't go to UCLA, for, I, I heard all of this. All I know is LeBron did it in uh, 150 fewer games than Kareem did. Let the debate begin or continue if you wanted to, but this is fact. This is an opinion. He's the greatest scorer of all time. Yes, Seaton. Kind of an awkward night for Kareem. Yeah, well, they kept, they kept cutting away to him. And I felt bad, you know, LeBron had hit a free throw, and they'd go to LeBron or uh, Kareem, and he'd be like, okay. Yeah, Paul. Or, uh, <laughs> but, John. but even after he got the record, Kareem wasn't sure exactly what he was supposed to do. He was kind of standing on the court. Yeah. <laughs> the family comes out first. He's waiting to be cued. Do I hug him now? Is someone going to tell me where to go? Uh, Gus in L.A. was uh, at the event last night, and he joins us on the program. Gus, what did you think? Hey, Gus. Mr. Patrick. Hey, Gus. Hey there, Mr. Patrick. How are you? How much the tickets cost? <laughs> uh, you know, um, actually, believe it or not, I'm not kidding you. My tickets, I got them weeks ago. Weeks ago. Oh, it was kind of like a... Good call. It was just kind of like a... It was just kind of like a, hey, you know what? Do you want to go to this game? Do you want to check out the Lakers? I'm like, ah, you know what? Sure, why not? My my friends were going to the Bucks game, and they were like, yo, the Bucks are going to do it. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I've got I've got a new gig. I really can't be taking days off. So you know what? I'll go to that game. Sure enough, he did it. I'm actually kind of a little annoyed because leading up to the record, there was a narrative that Laker fans didn't want to see it fall. True Laker fans. LeBron's not a real Laker. LeBron yep. is. LeBron that. Yep. I'm like, the, last night, there was, I mean, I hate to sound cliche, but there was an energy in the building from minute one. It was like, yo, he's going to do it. Did you see his pregame outfit, man? He's dressed to kill tonight. <laughs> he is going to do it. You know, seeing everybody in the crowd, Denzel was running around happy as hell, and just being able to see that. Let me tell you what. It didn't matter. You would not be able to tell the difference if LeBron was drafted by the Lakers or if it was his second day as a Laker. Everybody was proud. It was an emotional moment. It was great to see that in person. An awesome night. I mean, we were happy as hell. We lost the game. But at the end of the day, we didn't care. Everybody was walking out of that arena as it goes game seven and we're hosting the Larry O'Brien. Gus, thanks for being our correspondent. And uh, thank you for uh, getting up early with us. As always, sir, you guys have a great one. That is uh, Gus in L.A., our uh, correspondent there. 
Yes, Don. I didn't quite understand the relief and the weight on his shoulders. Was this like his last game ever? Was he retiring after last night's Here game? Here we go. I was Let's just, find I the negative. Nick negative. Yeah. yeah. He was going to play Thursday yeah. and many, many more games. The record was going to fall. It 12, matter whether it was 12 minutes in, we're going negative. The weight of the world on his shoulders for the relief. <laughs> he finally got that basket, which we, he never would have gotten to in his last game ever as an NBA player. How did he do it? All right. We wondered who he would thank first. Uh, I think most of us thought maybe Kareem, a couple of JCs, we thought that they would go upstairs and thank uh, the big man, uh, maybe his family. Yep. And uh, here is who LeBron thanked first. I just want to say um, you know, thank you to the Laker faithful. Um, you guys are one of a kind. Um, to be able to be in the presence of such a legend and great as Kareem, it, it means so much to me. It's very humbling. Um, please give a standing ovation to the to the captain, please. Um, to my beautiful wife, my daughter, my two boys, my friends, my boys, my family, my mother, all my... Man, everybody that's ever been a part of this run with me the last 20 years, 20 plus years. I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. All y'all help, all y'all passion, all y'all sacrifices helped me get to this point. And to the NBA, to Adam Silver, to the late, great David Stern, I thank you guys so much for allowing me to be a part of something I've always dreamed about. And um, I would never, ever, in a million years, uh, dreamt this even better than what it is tonight. So, man, thank you guys. <laughs> all right. You know, in the moment there, got caught up. Maybe he ran out of things to say. And then uh, it's like, all right, how do I end this thing? Well, kids are watching. Let's clean it up a little. Oh, I know. <laughs> but he thanked the Laker faithful out of the gate. Good job. That's home, a good move by him. Home court advantage yeah. there. Yeah. You know, hey, you guys might not think I'm a Laker, but uh, just want to say thank you to you guys for coming out and supporting me. Yeah, Paul. I'm giving LeBron 10 out of 10 on the speech. Go to the Lakers fans first. Smart. Give the captain an ovation. Smart. My lovely wife, mm -hmm. my beautiful wife, mm -hmm. smart, smart, smart. Yeah, bloop, bloop, bloop. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Yes, Marv. And last night, I texted you guys in our group chat. What I say? Headband, headband. LeBron is here. Yeah. Soon, a o four. I said, "Oh, let's go." And did you see what he was wearing? He was like, "Look, this is a record-breaking suit right here." Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. That thing was gorgeous. Yeah. That black on black. Yeah. Not because he's black, but never mind. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> That's great analysis there. I appreciate that. Oh, you got it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the poll question, is LeBron the greatest scorer of all time, yes or no? It's got to be, is he the NBA's all-time leading scorer, oh, yes or God. yeah? But, Even though it's right. a fact. Yeah. Yes and yeah. Those are your options. A uh, couple other headlines. Uh, Aaron Rodgers going dark for a decision. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, it never stops. Derek Carr, talking to the Saints, this is good. And, you know, maybe... Saints need a quarterback. If you have three, then you don't have one. And if Derek Carr is the guy that you want, then uh, that's an upgrade. So I'm okay with that. Uh, basically, that's, uh, that's the big headline. Teams are going to be in lockdown after today as far as the Super Bowl goes. We'll dive into that. Uh, Dan Orlovsky from the Mothership will join us. Once again, Rich Eisen stops by. Debo Samuel, Niners wide receiver. Brian Cranston has a wonderful giveaway where you can get tickets to the Super Bowl. Meet Brian. And all you have to do is donate some money, and uh, that's uh, he'll have an update for that. And we'll do the drawing coming up uh, live here at the top of the final hour of the program. I want to thank Kings Hawaiian. They are making breakfast today on the Traeger Grills over there. 
Well done. Fantastic. Well done. It's Sliders Sunday, by the way, but we said, could we have some sliders uh, today? So the Kings Hawaiian folks came in. Yes, Paul? King James, Kings Hawaiians. Oh, okay. All coming together. Oh, together. Uh, uh-huh. Although it's Slider Sunday and you hate alliteration. I'll wink it at this time because they're really, really good. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. If you're watching on Peacock, thank you, our streaming partner. And uh, those listening on our radio affiliates numbering nearly 400 around America. We'll take a break. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. GetRefunds.com is here to help you because you probably need it. If you uh, made it through the pandemic and inflation, you could use a break. Been a bumpy ride. If your business has five or more employees managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Not alone. It's a refund of your taxes. The challenge is getting your hands on it. Go to GetRefunds.com. The team of tax attorneys they put together, highly trained in a little-known payroll tax refund program. They've already returned over $1 billion to businesses, and maybe they can help you as well. And they do all the work, no charge up front. They simply share a percentage of the cash they get for you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, even those that had increases in sales. Find out if your business qualifies. Go to GetRefunds.com. Click on Qualify Me and answer a few questions. This payroll tax-free fund program is only available for a limited amount of time. See if you qualify. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All of our in-studio guests receive a fantastic gift bag. Items provided by Kings Hawaiian, Legacy Box, Panini America, PXG, and Traeger. Pretty pictures this morning. Beautiful, beautiful Wednesday here in Scottsdale, Arizona. By the way, the raffle for Super Bowl tickets for uh, Brian Cranston. The total, uh, the donation is for Big Brothers, Big Sisters. As of now, we have raised $150,000. All the money goes to Big Brothers Big Sisters. Brian Cranston donated his Super Bowl tickets. You get uh, hotel airfare. You get to meet him, ground transportation, and the minimum donation is only $5. He'll join us coming up in the final hour of the program to announce the winner. You can still bid Brian Cranston, biggame.com. Make sure you enter now. Our next guest from the mothership has quickly risen to the top of NFL analysts. We take absolutely no cheap shots against him. When he's dishing knowledge on NFL Live, we never want the show to end. He's totally in the zone. Day in and day out, he takes care of everything. He's never out of bounds. He's the safety blanket for ESPN's NFL coverage. Say hello to Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. Lovely intro. Yeah. Thank you. Dan Orlovsky joining us. Yeah. Little. Wait. Did, did, you, did you read anything into that intro that we just gave you there? So a couple things. Okay. One, 
You said you never take any shots. That's accurate. You took three. I counted them. Okay. I'm going to put my headphones on as Just well. Just like so you could be else. warm since you don't have a jacket here? I'm totally warm. The second thing is when you guys put up the picture of everybody that's a guest today. Yeah. One of the things that stood out to me is everybody. I think it's Cranston, um, Peter uh, King, Debo, and Eisen. Eisen. Everybody's like a face forward shot, and you guys picked a shot of me turned <laughs> to the side. I think it's to hide the, the Your width ears? of my ears. <laughs> so another see, look at everyone's face on, but me. I don't think that uh, we did that on purpose. That no. looks like a glamour shot. Yeah, yeah. It's like from five years ago. Okay. Uh, by the way, NFL Live, Old Town, Scottsdale for Super Bowl week, beginning today through Friday for Eastern. Uh, Dan will be there with Laura Rutledge, Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears, and Ryan Clark. How's morale? Great. Ready to go. Where's the drama in the Super Bowl? Um, I think the can Patrick Mahomes like go to three and four years and only have one? I think that's probably a big conversation. Um you know, Jalen and, and the shoulder, he has not played well since, at least as a thrower, since the injury. And so that, that's a big part of, is he going to re, kind of rebound from the injury? Um, you know, I think Jeffrey Lurie put to bed a little bit of this, but I had quietly been thinking, you know, Philly's been to the Super Bowl twice in the last, I think, six seasons, right? 17 and then this year, so five or six seasons. Uh, both times with a rookie quarterback deal. And I was always like sitting there wondering, do they just believe that that is the blueprint? Like no, no matter who the quarterback is, they're going to draft one. They're going to move on from the expensive one and then continue to try to have the best roster in football. And then Jeffrey Lurie the other night kind of said he doesn't need to do anything to prove himself anymore. He's exactly what they're looking for. So, uh, But that was a little bit of a, a question mark that I had moving forward. And it feels like we've all focused on Mahomes' injury and not Jalen Hurts. He has not thrown well since that Chicago game. He hasn't. Regular season, week 18, when he had to play, didn't play well, didn't throw it well. He didn't throw it well against the um, Giants. He did not throw it well against the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't think like just this two-week stretch is automatically going to make it that much better. So that's like the most concerning thing that I would have about the whole Super Bowl. Well, explain that injury. Is he going to need surgery? Uh, some guys need it, yeah. I think some guys need it. I would say this. like, I, I, I'm not a doctor, obviously. It took 17 years to graduate from college. Um, but I think like the thing that stands out with Jalen over the past four or five games since the injury in comparison to before is the control of the football or lack thereof. I think that's where he made his greatest growth this year was like he could control the football, the tempo of the ball that he wanted, the placement of the ball that he wanted, how firm it had to be. You know, the, the deep ball was such a great growth for his and the control of that has has really slipped over the past again like six weeks since that injury and I think if you if you took like the the really deep dive into the game if you're Steve Spagnuolo the defense coordinator for the Chiefs you're going to sit there and go well you have to prove it to me I'm not going to let you guys run the football at least they're going to try to do that and they're going to play sticky man coverage and be physical at the line and say Jalen we're going to see what the shoulder feels like and I think that the lack of control um, that has kind of been showing over the last six weeks is a big deal. I really do. I just think that it's not necessarily like the pain. It's do you feel completely free? Like, do you, do you just have games as a quarterback where you warm up and you're like, I'm throwing it today. Like, there's nothing I cannot do with this football. And I just don't see that right now from Jalen. You, you hear pitchers a lot. And here we are. It's appropriate to ask this uh, at Scottsdale Stadium. They'll have it when they're warming up. Yeah. And then they go to into the game and they don't have it, or vice versa. Yeah. Do quarterbacks have similar uh, 
you know, games where they're like, man, I'm killing it in warm-ups, and then you get to the game, and you're like, what the hell? Where'd that go? It's like me on a driving range. Yeah. I'm great on the range. Yeah. And then we get on the course, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think quarterbacks have that because there's other variables attached, too. You know, like you get hit early on in a game, and that hit lingers for the whole game. That could be part of it. Um, yeah, I think you, got, you, you have that as a quarterback where sometimes you feel great. I, I, you know, throwing the football, though, is such a um, – like a individual thing, you know, pitching, I, I, I don't never play like high level baseball. So I don't know how much that impacts your mind, but when you're a quarterback and you feel like you could throw it, unless you're taking a shot early on in the game, that really doesn't go away. I, I found an interesting quote where uh, Tom Brady's dad said, Tom got tired of getting hit. Yeah. Well, obviously. I, I would think yeah. nobody likes getting hit unless maybe Rockless, Josh Allen, Josh Allen likes getting hit. Yeah. Roethlisberger. Did he like getting hit? I think a lot of quarterbacks like getting hit if the end result is what they wanted. Like, there was no better feeling as a quarterback than when you would take a huge shot and you would look up and the ball was complete. Because that was devastating to a defense, right? Um, I think as you got older, you got less and less um, appreciative of the shots and of the hits. So, But there's some quarterbacks that embrace it. I sit with college coaches all the time, and we, you know, one of the questions we'll ask these guys when it comes to younger quarterbacks is, like, how do you find ways to get them in rhythm in the game? And... 80% of the time, they're like, well, we want to run them early to get them hit so they can settle into the game. I think like the younger generation of quarterbacks is embracing the physicality of the position more than guys of the past. Assess the uh, quarterbacks in this year's draft. I think the, uh, the four kids that are probably going to be talked about a bunch in the first round. So Bryce Young, to me, is like Steph Curry. Everything is so slow for him, but he plays so fast. I love him. I love his game. I think he's one of those players you sit there and go, don't overthink it much, but we will. He is not big, and that is putting it lightly. I mean, he is, once you meet him in person, it takes you back a little bit because you, if you just contrast him to the stars, the young stars in the league right now, you go Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Um, Burrow's 6'5". Joe Burrow, even Jalen. Jalen's thick. Uh, Bryce isn't. He's slight. He's he's not tall and he's slight. His shoulders are slight. So I think that's got to be... But is he Tua-like? No, Tua's probably 15, 20 pounds heavier. Okay. Easily. Like, way thicker. And we see what's happening to him in the NFL. Well, and, and Dan, I was going to... like We started to talk about this a little bit. We're saving it for a little bit of the draft, but the quarterbacks that have kind of become the... or We've seen the acceptance of drafting smaller-sized quarterbacks in the past couple of years. You could make the case that none of them have really panned out here. You know, out, Kyler, question marks, and injured. Baker's been all over the place, even though he's a little bit thicker. Um, and I think Tua, because of the injuries, is part of that conversation as well. So, but Bryce is special. He's a special talent, but he's, he's not big. C.J. Stroud, I'm a huge fan of. I think he thinks the game the best. He can throw it. He's the best pure thrower. I think he, as a passer, just as a passer, He's, he's an upgrade athletically, but as a passer, he reminds me of golf. Just very natural, very fluid thrower. Levis is going to be the guy that people will sit here and say he's the number one pick or he's not a first-round talent. Just a crazy physical talent. He can absolutely whip the ball. Um, tough dude. There's going to be question marks of how well he can see the field, how well he thinks, how well he processes, how come his numbers weren't better. You'll hear, the, is he going to be Zach Wilson or is he going to be Josh Allen? That's probably going to be the, the comp the, that you know, you'll sit there and, and kind of point to. And then 
Um, Anthony Richardson is a freak. I mean, he's a I, – I called some of his freshman year games at Florida, and then I called his first game this year against Utah. He is an absolute superstar talent. If you are an organization that, like, wants to take a guy and you are 100% committed to sitting for two years – and your coach and general manager aren't on, on the hot seat, and I know that's a little bit of a rarity in the NFL, you take him. He's a tremendous talent. We're talking to Dan Orlovsky of the Mothership NFL Live starting today through Friday at 4 Eastern. Uh, Dan also calling the Super Bowl in uh, New Zealand and Australia. I thought it was me and Greg together. Olsen, you, no? No, 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 no sorry. No. Sorry about that. You're down on the list. Yeah, yeah down on the Still, list. Yeah. Uh, you have an Australian accent. I've done that once. We usually for NFL Live. Yeah, you we, probably don't want to do that yeah, during yeah, the broadcast. Yeah, we yeah. we uh, for NFL Live. We we have to like tape a hit for um, Australia usually. And at one time, like I was like, I'll do an Australian accent and say something. They were like, No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So, what advice would you give Tom Brady going into broadcasting? Um, I think that one, your opinion is always wrong, um, and it should be. You know, like we live in this world where like. People get so caught up on opinion and analysis. Your opinion should be wrong. Like when you have an opinion, as long as you justify your opinion, you want people to disagree with your opinion. That, that's part of this job. You should strive to have your analysis be accurate. And I think that's one of the things that I would tell Tom. You know, like you're going to be wrong with but stuff. But what's the difference of your opinion and your analysis? Because your analysis should form your opinion. I think analysis is a little bit more scientific. You know, like when, when I watch tape, I can make the analysis on tape that the Philadelphia's Eagle, Philadelphia Eagles defense struggles at moments to handle motion and crossing routes. That's analysis, and I can prove to you that that, that analysis is accurate. Um, I could have the opinion that, um, you know, Joe Montana doesn't make it into my top five what quarterbacks. What the hell is wrong with you? Let's go! That's, that's an opinion. I know, but you should have analysis to go along with something like that because it... If, if it's a standalone opinion, yeah. I'm dying to know what the analysis is that would be attached to that. I think there's two things. I mean, if we want to rehash the top five quarterback conversation. <laughs> this um, is going to follow you the rest of your career. So uh, I think that... I mean, and, that's not an opinion. That's analysis. Him, yeah. so. <laughs> he's not top 20 in yards or touchdowns. Okay. That has to matter somewhat. And then everyone goes to the Super Bowl record respectfully as they should okay the defense gave up 15 points per game in those four super bowls okay paulie bring out joe montana <laughs> i mean you know, you know like that, that that has to be a part of the the conversation also that is my opinion thinking well marino was probably better i could put aikman into that conversation i could put drew Brees into that conversation we can't just sit there and say well he's top five because he he was went to four super bowls you can't do that. Like that's okay. There's so much more attached to the game. You have to win a game. That's an opinion. You have to win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady. Then. Patrick. Okay. And then. Um. Probably Elway. Okay. Peyton. Montana. Okay, so you made your top five in winning the most important game. No, he didn't. He made six. Right. Oh, and then Marino. Yeah. Um, Marino and I were in that conversation. I'm not. This isn't a dump on Joe Montana thing for me, <laughs> but it appears to be. 
But it's not. I, but that's why you can't if be you scared had him to on, have an opinion. If you had him on NFL Live, yeah. would you say... I'd ask him about Skechers. Would you ask him about... <laughs> would, would you say, hey, I just want to let you know, I think you're maybe in the top 20 in quarterback. Yeah, and he would probably look at me, laugh, and be like, cool. Now, he might not matter. I mean, he might not care about it. I would imagine Joe Montana does not care that I don't have him in the top five. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Right? I, I think I mean, he's he got might, bigger things going on. He might say you're not even the fifth best quarterback in UConn history. I'd ask, I mean, him, he might. I'd ask him for his an opinion on who are the top five then. Well, he, <laughs> nobody can name five good quarterbacks at UConn. <laughs> uh, then, 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 I, then I would win that argument. Then I would win that argument. You're a guy who manipulated your 40-yard dash time. Like, I don't know if I can trust you when it comes to, uh, you know. Many, that's many years ago, Dan. I'm not that same person. Oh, you're not. Uh, I'm a changed man. I respect I am a changed man. I respected that. that, And you wonder what you wouldn't be sitting here. I told my fr I told a, a, we were at a friend's house the other night. I would not be sitting here. No, no, no. I told that story again to a friend's house the other night. So my kids are my, I have sons who are 11 years old. I have triplet sons who are 11. And then I have a daughter who's seven and we live in Connecticut. And listen, I'm not like shoot your dreams down type person at all. I'm actually the complete opposite, but my kids play youth <laughs> sports, right? And I was like at my daughter's basketball game two weeks ago. And I met my son's lacrosse games all the time and whatnot. And hearing parents talk about their kids, the NFL, the NBA major, we're going to have to form new leagues. There's not going to be enough professional sport leagues for all the kids that are going to become <laughs> professional sports players. And so I was trying to like, you know, oftentimes people in town or parents in town will ask me like, what should I do with my kid? You know, do, when do I need to start their private training? I'm like, dude, they're nine. They can barely wipe themselves, guys. So like we don't. Um, and so I was telling that story the other night because everyone was like, do you, out of the, all, all the kids, the friends groups, who, who do you think are the kids who can go play professional sports? Oh, and I'm my like, God. I was like, guys. This is how I made it. This is how I actually made the professional sport. So um, now, once again, scouts were coming, and then you. It moved. was Edsel, Randy Edsel. He wanted to come to watch a practice, and you moved the cones on the forty-yard dash. Yeah, because I knew if UConn, I had not had any offers then, and I knew that if UConn didn't offer me, no one was going to offer me. <laughs> so you know, we had two cones, start and finish, and I was running that like five eight maybe at that time. And I knew, like, if I did not get an uh, offer from UConn, I wouldn't buy anybody. And he showed up, and my dad went to go see him, so I kicked the final cone up like four or five yards. And what was your 40-yard dash time? When I ran it in that moment, it yeah. was 4.8. Oh Realistically, God. it was like... <laughs> and then I went to camp that summer, and I ran like 5.6. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't an athlete or did, athletic. Did did coach look at his watch and like wait? I'll never forget. He looked at me, arms up, like the emoji. He went arms <laughs> up, and I responded back with my hamstring. Oh, yeah. I knew what I was doing. I was the kid who went to the mailbox and took the report card and scribbled oh, or yeah. erased. Yeah, and, changed the grade. Yeah, I yeah. cheated my way through like adolescence. Uh, the biggest off-season story is going to be what? Great question. Um. I'm not going to say Rodgers. Um, what the Jets do at quarterback, I think, is, is probably the biggest offseason conversation. I think the Jets are a legit, legit, like, divisional round playoff team. You can make the case AFC championship caliber defense, and if they're healthy up front, I think the Jets can play with anyone. I really do. But and who it, should go there? 
that's the toughest part of this conversation, Dan, because they have to take a big swing. I mean, it's a win-or-go-home win or type of thing for Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, the head coach and general manager. So you sit there and go, well, if it's not Rodgers, well, who's it going to be? Because they have four options. It's go ahead with Zach Wilson. I don't think that's the thing. Sign Aaron Rodgers. Go find a way to get Rodgers. But the only way you go get Rodgers is if like he commits to being around in March, April, and May. Yeah. They got a young team. Mm -hmm. And you like not only his leadership, but just the energy. Like the the energy has to be around the organization so those guys really get ready for the fall. Um it's it's draft another rookie. Again, mm. I don't think that's gonna happen. Or Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr. And I think that listen, I'm a I'm a big Derek Carr guy. But you have to figure out before you try to trade indoor sign for him. It's not do you think he could play good. It's do you think he can handle the burden and the expectations of what next season is for the Jets in New York? That's a big deal. Like that's and that not everyone can handle that. I want to thank you for uh, all the contributions during the season. Uh, Always ESPN, an honor. ESPN PR department, poor you know PR department. Fritzy oh. is oh. is so annoying. They I, don't, must... I don't mean to be a pain in the neck. But Fritzy thinks that the ESPN talent are, are supposed to be on our show, and that's part of the problem. After all those years with ESPN, I thought you know, you don't work there anymore. I don't. Neither one of us do. But no, we don't. No, but you it's don't, been great. We don't get paid to come on the show. No, we, no. I think there's some parting gifts or something. The Dan Patrick board game or something. What do we have? I got a sandwich. I got the slider over there. That King's slider Hawaii. looked incredible. Oh, it's great. You should get it. I'll give you. I'll give you two if you want. You can take one back to Big Swagoo. He eats enough. He don't need more food. He does the intermittent fasting, so he's not going to eat till like 2 or something today. All right. Um, by the way, if you're watching on Peacock, we're going to see if Dan will crank up that, uh, that arm. You want to see if we... You guys uh, said Brady him. Quinn almost threw it to the infield? Yeah. He, he was probably 40 feet short. Guys, that's an absolute huck. <laughs> well, your arm... I mean, you should have a lot of mileage still there. I don't know. My shirt it's, might be too There's tight nothing to you could do moving cones today, so you can't <laughs> manipulate this. But you know, let, let's let America see that arm. You know, we didn't get to see it enough in the NFL. That <laughs> wasn't good enough. Uh, Brady uh, Quinn took his shirt off, by the way, too. Of course he did. Yeah. Uh, Dan Orlovsky of the Mothership. That's a before-after photo, then. <laughs> you're, you're like olive oil, and, and he's Popeye. Uh, Monday through Friday, you can see NFL Live, but uh, this week, today through Friday, 4 Eastern, you can catch Dano with uh, Laura Rutledge, Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark. We're back with our play of the day right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, my God. The play. The play is play. Of the day. Runner left side. Got it. They're going to play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Westbrook with it. Give it to LeBron at the right elbow. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams. Backing him in. Turns. Shoots. Scores! There it is! All hail the new king in town! Young and old, gather round from one iconic Laker to another. That's courtesy of TNT. LeBron, the only player in NBA history to be the all-time leading scorer in points per game for three different franchises, Cavs Heat and the Lakers. Play of the Day. Play of the Day is brought to you by the great folks at Discover. You can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time, and that's amazing. Learn more. Discover.com slash redeem rewards. Term supply. Always love talking to Dan Orlovsky. And, you know, he, he follows in the blueprint of guys who weren't stars in the NFL, but you make yourself available. And I said this to Mike Golick when he first started. He was coming to ESPN. Sean Salisbury. And not that I'm, you know... Yoda here, but I have it. It would be um, an opinion, is what I would have. Available, you must be. (laughs) Yeah, you got to be available. You know that you're there every day, and Dan was available every day. Therefore, you get usage, and then you get better and better. Then people know who you are. But uh, appreciate his contributions, and he has opinions, good opinions, and great analysis as well. The Joe Montana, not a top twenty quarterback. Ouch! But he stood by it. That's what's great. But I'd love to see an interaction if Orlovsky and De- uh, Joe Montana kind of cross paths. That'd be great, though. But, you know, Montana, after a while, do you care? I mean, you're competitive, but I don't know if Montana's like, oh, really? I'll show him. All he has to do is show up and go, ah, oh, these damn rings, they get in the way, you know. Can't go through the metal detector. Sorry. Yeah, Pong. Yeah, with guys like Montana, it's all semantics. You could say, well, his yardage, his touchdowns, they're nowhere close. There's guys... You know, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has more career yards and touchdowns than Joe Montana. Who is the better quarterback? I mean, then you that takes away that argument. So it's all how you adjust an argument. But like guys like Orlovsky are fun because I love the way they break down the tape and tell you things you don't see because yeah, they yeah. stop it. Remember Mike Mayock back in the day when he would do games and you're like Chris Collinsworth. I love when an, an analyst or game analyst knows way way more than us and says that's the reason. You're like, oh, I I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, we had, you know, a couple of people say, you know, why is Travis Kelsey always open? And then, you know, I had somebody say that, well, he, he was a quarterback in uh, high school. Uh, Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback, said, hey, he was a quarterback. He understands the position while playing tight end. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray with two sports. And Albert Breer said, you know, keep in mind as a baseball player, you're almost a, a hired hand. So you're, you're um, on a team, but it's, it's, you go to the plate by yourself. You know, you go out into the position and you're by yourself. You do need help there. But, you know, he was talking about how Kyler Murray probably thinks as an individual, maybe not as much as he should as a team, you know, leader there. Update the poll results from the first hour there, Seton O'Connor. LeBron James, Dan. Is he the NBA's all-time leading scorer? (laughs) Your answers are yes or yeah. Oh, boy. Right now, yes has sixty-seven no. percent okay. of the vote. Look at Yay. our audience being all mature. Yeah. Although thirty-three percent said, "Yeah, 
<laughs> Which is a little petty. Yeah. I bet Skip <laughs> Skip Bayless is voting, you know, like 50 times there. To, yeah. yeah. I like how Skip goes, yeah, but, uh, you know, he dropped an F-bomb. We didn't need that. Like, okay. Give him his flowers one day. Just one day. Just one day. Yeah, one day. Jeez. That's all. Yeah. He can't do it. <laughs> Cannot do it. Well, he's not uh, Michael Jordan. No, he's not. Our good friend uh, Rich Eisen will join us coming up. Yay. Debo Samuel. Yay. Niner's going to join us. Brian Cranston's going to join us a little bit later on. Peter King's going to join us. How are we going to fit all these people in here? We're going to try two more hours to go. Marvin, Fritzy, Seton, Paulie, and yours truly, Dan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.